This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Where is he speaking? What I'm going to do is I'm going to move this over. In your chair, in your chair. You are going to turn this around. Nice room over here if anybody wants to really, you know. Uh, here to ask for any details as well, to speak to me as well. Lopiansky um, Shlita will give a short shmooz of our Torah for about 10-15 minutes, and then we're going to open up the um, base medrash floor, open to the tzibur, any questions in Ashkafa. Okay, so I, I would like to learn basically inside a Ramban, which I think is a fundamental perspective on a lot of Yiddishkeit and the Torah, and we'll talk a little bit about works. The Ramban was a giant, which means that anything he the touch of, 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 of greatness did. And he finishes every Sefer, every Chumash, with a little, I don't know if the word is poem is right, but he writes it very poetically. And at the end of Rashi's, he writes something which it's not just a flourish of a pen. There's something to it that's very, very important. It says, Bracious has finished itself with the stories of the Avos. I, I, I'm sure you'll pick up that it rhymes. And, and also, it's, it, it's, the meter is, is, is appropriate. To teach us about new things and primary things. 
before it even sprouts in the heart. And the one who has created beginnings, Tehilos Rabos Bixishbachos, Vodoser Vavos, Velo Nitkenu Alilos Vesibos, to him is attributed, on him is based plots and, and cause and effect. Migala Mukos, that reveal very deep things, Vedeos Niskavos, and very elevated thoughts, Umotzi Laor Hamachshavos, and brings to light all sorts of thoughts. Who led me great so That's Ramban's poem that he finishes Bereshis with. Let's try to explain what he's saying over here. What does he mean? Um, it's, it, um, it's finishes divrei avos. It, he, he, he's telling us the things that are new and primary before things come to being and so on and so forth. So I want to um, I think the Ramban here is touching on a fundamental understanding of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Bria in the world, how the Bria works, and what's to be expected. In the first word um, in the Torah, it says, Breshiz Baralakim. Can't get earlier than that. A lot of Akdomas in this Chumash, but, but, but the HaKadosh Baruch Hu's word starts with Breshiz. And the word Breshiz is a difficult word to understand because in the beginning of what? It's like when a person tells me in the beginning, at the first house, I was in the beginning of your career, schooling, <coughs> life, beginning of what? Gracious. In the beginning, what? So the Targum Yishalmi, which is a variation of the Targum, um, not clear as a lot, but Targum Yishalmi is one of the established Targumim, writes, Bechuchma Brashem. Kashparachim created the world with Chachma. Okay, what does that mean? Where does that come to the word bracious? So let's take a look at, I want to point out two natural phenomena of which there's much, much more. You look at a human being, you look at a person, any entity that's living, not a human being, any entity that's living, it's very complex, very, very amazing Bria, and we can see wonderful things from it. But there's something more amazing. The person that is, the animal that is, actually, there, 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 is, it, there is an instruction book written. There's DNA. And DNA is a code that basically spells out the, the chemical composition of a person. And the person that we have is really the 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 um, is really the development of that code. The genes are a code, and so we come at two we come at two levels. We start with an, uh, a script about um, what is it that we will be, and then we we come. So our existence is a script and something that carries out that script. A second area in, in the physical world, um, this is a field that somebody, a from person who's a professor of philosophy at Hebrew University has written a book about. It is a not, it's put out by Harvard University Press. It's not a popular cure book because you really, really got to know your stuff and, and it's, it's, not, it's not easy read. 
And it's about the applicability <coughs> of mathematics in the physical world. Um, s- s- somewhat, the title is a bit more complex, it's safe. His name is Mark Steiner, Professor Mark Steiner. I met him myself many years ago, and I actually met his son just now. His, his son is actually somewhat of a cousin, married into family. Um, and he, he's, he writes about the following. Theoretical math does not deal with anything in this world. You look for patterns in numbers and equations that seem to display a lot of symmetry and beauty and connection. And that's what you develop. So you sit and you develop all sorts of different um, patterns that are just neat patterns. Just like, let, let's give something, a, an example. In a, imagine somebody has the abstract patterns that he develops for wallpaper or floor tiles. Arrows, um, you know, triangles, circles, well, all sorts of variations. So that's basically what theoretical math does. It takes number systems, it proposes new number systems. How about if, if we have a system that marks numbers by how many and it, full divisions of certain integers can happen. It does this is like that, uh, um, and and everything else has a different value, and on and on things of that nature. And you play with it, and, that, and that's what mathematicians do for a living. I don't know if they make a living, but that's what they do. <laughs> they keep finding time and again these patterns in in the physical world, and in there's a famous one, a very famous one, the Fibonacci series, which is a series of numbers that you get by adding one to two to you get three, three to two, five, eight, so you've seen it, which is cute, and it has a lot of different um, cute things to that set of numbers. It's a set, it's an infinite set of numbers, and there's many things about that set that are unusual. But flowers, when they grow, um, when pineapples, many things display that pattern. And there are things, counselings like that. So if we're to ask ourselves, this world comes in two layers. A, a unwritten abstract code, a plan, and a realization of it. In other words, a Kaddish Baruch who manifests in this world by having Chachma in its own right, and then the fulfillment of that Chachma. That's what the Targum means. Bracious means Akash Baruch who created this world so that there is a root, a racious, and a fulfillment of it. I'd even go further, I don't want to get off, off, off topic. Some of the things about evolution that we find, HaKadosh Baruch created the world in a way that it seems that there's a pattern of beginning and development. That's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's racious. His, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's just like when I do something with thought, with pre-thought. It means first there's a plan, which is not the physical reality, and then the physical reality takes place. Gracious, so since Akash Baruch Hu made that the pattern that the world is created with, gracious deals with avos, and the rest of it deals with unfolding of what the avos had in themselves. I'm sure many of you have heard the Ramban's expression about Maisa avos similar banim. It means that the world is constructed in a way that the others are like the genetic code for us. They had certain kohos and certain schusim that they had in abstract, so to speak, as a marker, as a genetic code, 
and we as children bring it out into fulfillment of fruition. The entire world is God's plan to get to a certain point. Not only the physical reality, but the history. Where we're going to is an unfolding of a certain historical DNA that Gosh Baruch put. We have Bechira, how that will happen. Through, you know, it's, it's just like look around the world. You can go straight forwards one mile, or you can go the opposite direction, it's 23,999 miles, but you'll get to the same place. The question is just how difficult the route is. So Ramban is giving us an insight in how to look at Bracious versus everything else. Avis versus Banim. HaKadosh Baruch put into this world a, a, um, a, a shorish, a root, and everything else is a development of it. That's what it means HaKadosh Baruch is Nora Alilos. His plots are extraordinary. We think of Ashkocha Pratis HaKadosh Baruch intervening in our lives. You know, HaKadosh Baruch comes down to the world and says, hmm, I would like him to go there. I would like him to go there. Okay, so let's bring the Malach down that, that will push this guy here and pull this guy there, and that's how we get it. It's the other way around. Kodesh Baruch Hu, there's, a, there's an Akhir that Kodesh Baruch Hu has in mind. And the Bria is there to get there. And we have a certain element of Bechira, how we'll get there. But it's an unfolding of a Hashkach of a Kodesh Baruch that's what I want to just learn up the Ramban and understand it because it is a very fundamental understanding of Torah and, and Avis versus Banim and Hashkacha and where we come from where, and where we're headed to. Okay, any questions? Any, uh, whatever. We'll have an early lunch. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the, uh, uh, yes. Sorry, I'll start with the first question. Um, we know as of right now, in most cases, we hold like base Hillel when there's an argument between Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai. And we know, for example, um, in times of Mashiach, um, we would be holding like Beis Shammai. Um, so basically my question uh, stems off of that, is that um, in times of Mashiach, when we essentially pass and we say, this is how we hold, is that to say that how we were <coughs> holding before was wrong? And furthermore, on top of that, if we, if we were holding by that, like, a certain shita in terms of a mitzvah, do we get schar for that mitzvah that is now considered not correct? Or? Okay. I, someone else asked me that question. Yeah, it was this morning or last night. Someone, someone last night asked me this question. Someone else. The, um, I, guess, I guess there must be some sort of movement, uh, about, uh, a Shammai movement. Um, so so l- let's, let me, let's, take a, let's give a marshal. Do you want to translate the question? Okay. 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 Probably the major machlokas in the Gemara, the major argument in the Mishnayos is between Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai. Um, Beis Hillel tends to be lenient. Beis Shammai tends to be stringent. The Gemara says Beis Shammai was more brilliant. Beis Hillel was greater in numbers. More people understood like Beis Hillel, and that's why they are almost invariably always right. That's the situation. So whenever we see a Mishnah with an argument Hillel Shammai, except for literally a handful of cases, the Allah is like Beis Hillel. It says that when Mashiach comes, we will rule like Beis Shammai. That itself needs to be answered. Why? But that's what it, it does say in different places. So the question is, was I doing wrong until now? Was I doing right? Or even better than that? Um, what about when there's a machlokas today that we don't have any clear psaac? We have some communities do it this way, some communities do it this way, which is right, and so on. 
So let's let let me give a um, let, let's give uh, a marshal for it. Imagine somebody checks into a hospital and he has fever. So the appropriate medical response with the symptom is fever is to give aspirin, water, wait a day, whatever it is, uh, you know, play it out as you wish. Let's say as he's laying in the hospital, he begins to have a convulsion. So there's a new hospital, there's a new procedure, new protocol. Let's say his blood pressure drops. So was he wrong if somebody, if somebody comes into a hospital with the only symptom is high temperature, and then he collapses with a heart attack, do we say that they could have had a, a, an angiogram done because you checked him with a fever? The answer is no way. On the other hand, if you checked him with fever and he has an elevated enzyme account and, and, and a, the, the EKG is terrible, this and that, then he should have it. So right and wrong, so tell me, was he right or was he wrong? Right or wrong in terms of personal culpability, a person, personal responsibility is to act upon the metzias, the reality presented to you. Halacha is, we don't, we're not supposed to do what our Kaddish Baruch who knows to be right. We're not held accountable for it. We're held accountable for using the halachic procedure to determine what our Kaddish Baruch Hu wants us to do. So if a Dayan has, it, there's, a, there's a rule, Ein Ledayan al Mashayin of Ros, a Dayan can only rule based on what he sees in front of him, as he sees the case. So if the information I have leads to a base hill or psak, that's the right psak, and I get schar for it. If later on information comes to light, I have a deeper understanding and I'm wrong, then I need to change the psak and I'll get schar for doing that. The doctor was doing right because we don't measure the doctor by what the, the, the patient really is, but by what it was to address the patient's needs. So as long as we understand like Basilil and the majority of Basilil, that's the halacha. When a day comes that will all be brighter and the majority of them say, they'll become the halacha. We'll get the schar for doing like Basilil here and the schar for doing Beishami there. That's, that's the answer. Yes? Someone is. Uh, Maybe just with your name and tell me where you're from. I, I'm out of From. Toronto. Okay, yeah. So, someone's uh, a convert. Yes. And someone asks them, you know, are you a convert? Are, is that person allowed to lie and say, no, that you're, you're not? But you can say, no, I'm not? Why would you want to lie? So, you say it's the. So I I'm 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 kind of finding amazing because I think I would be proud. You know, I'd be proud of the fact that yes. I chose to, 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 to worship Hashem. There was a boy, uh, an FFB, who learned no Sameach once, and he came into the Ger Rebbe, the Leif Simcha, um, who was very sharp. Like Ger is very sharp, and he was not different. And he, you know, oh, he came for a brother, he asked him, where he learned our Sameach? He said, but I'm not about Tshuva. Why not? In other words, why haven't you done Tshuva? I, I, I would hold up my head proud and say, yes, Baruch Hashem. I, I, it, it's a decision I made. Um, now, 
in, in, if it's not relevant to the other person and you find it so if it's not relevant to the other person and you find it embarrassing the answer is yes and you have to try to do it as much as possible with the shinui you could say you know is there something about me that makes it think i'm a gear where in other words <laughs> you're sort of misleading the person but if it's if it's relevant let's say a shidduch you need to say yes i am a gear um, you're not allowed. But if it's not relevant to the other person, you find it uncomfortable, you, you can be Mishana. That, that is a place you could be Mishana. Yes? So you're saying if a, like a stranger or your friend asks you about something you're not allowed to buy, like let's say they ask, what's, like, let's say they ask what's your favorite food and you say the food that's your favorite food. Okay, so, so let's I mean, let's, sure, so let's, like let's go. Right? So like, lying, lying, okay, lying has different gradations and halachas. Um, Rabbi Yona speaks about it. There's a safer put out by um, Rabbi Yaakov Fish, I think. I think his name is Rabbi Yaakov. He used to sit next to me. It, it, it keeps getting bigger and bigger every time he puts out a Madura. I think Tidem is Yaakov, it's called. And he talks about the halachas. The, the gradations are as follows. Lying when it's relevant to someone, to business or something like that is a real problem. Lying when it's an innocent lie like how big was the salmon you caught, or what's your favorite <coughs> food? It's not an isa per se, but it's something that is, it sort of corrupts the nefesh. It's something that the person's nefesh is learning something not good. There was somebody, uh, I'll tell you a fascinating story, and when I, w- when I came to Yisrael, everything had <coughs> extremely high taxes on it. Very, very high taxes. And if you brought in personal items, so A, if you declared it as being a personal item, you didn't have to pay tax on it when you came in. And if you didn't declare it and you didn't get caught, you also didn't pay any, any tax on it. Though, though, those were, so there were people that thought that it's a nice way to make some money. They would bring in a lot of stuff. They would hope not to get caught and they would sell it at a profit. The government sometimes taxed things 100 200%, tape recorders and things like that, coffee in, in, in when I was coming and stuff like that. And you know, whatever, that was it. Somebody decided once that would be a great way to make some money, maybe even use it to sit and learn. And he went to Chatzla Bramsky to ask him if he's allowed to lie at the at the uh, meches at the at the customs. So Bramsky was an extremely regal person; every word was measured. And he said no, because it's Bittel Torah. So the guy said no. The Rav doesn't understand. This I'm going to just say that I'm not bringing anything in, I can sell it and I can, and I can, um, you know, I could sit and learn for a while on the money. She said, Osir, because of Biddle Torah. She said, will the Rav explain what he means? He said, a person who learns to lie, learns to think not straight. And a not straight head cannot understand Torah because Torah is very straight. And, 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 and you know, and it is, there's some, there was somebody one of my brothers was once involved in a shidduch. Somebody proposed a shidduch to him in America, and this is going back 50 years ago, literally. So you wouldn't know who, what, when. And he went to Reb Shneikot about this family. So it was a very prominent, wealthy family. Reb Shneikot usually had only nice things to say, but Reb Shneikot was very agitated. And he said, you know, because he felt close to one of my brothers, he said, you know, it's a type of person that, given the choice making a million dollars legally and half a, 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 a legally and half a million illegally, he might choose the second just because 
he, he, that's the way he was. And the person ended up sitting in jail with terrible chalashem and terrible... It also, you know, it, it wasn't just... He, he, it's like you become, I say in Yiddish, fakrumt. Your mind, instead of thinking the straight, you, your mind is thinking this way. And, and, um, that's, and, and that's why when you get into the habit of that... Um, you know, I know somebody who unfortunately ended up also <coughs> in jail because of it. He lied in business, and the lie really didn't help him much. In other words, he lied more because he needed to show off. Like, like he, he claimed that X was like this, and Y was like this. The price difference was always negligible, and, 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 he, and it just he needed to say, oh, this came from Kenya, or this came from wherever it is. It was worth the same amount of money. He didn't make any more money. And, and, and it's, so, it's, 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 so on, on a t- clear luck level, it's, it's not, I can't say it's usser, but on the other hand, in terms of a person's personal sense of reality, it, it's a thing a person says, why do I need to do that? Somebody says, I can tell the person, you know, if, you, if you're willing to be my chef, I'll, I'll tell you. I, 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 don't have to be, I don't have to tell my personal stuff. Anymore. It's perfectly fine to tell somebody, you know, um, I, I, you know, what's next? You want my social security number? <laughs> like, 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 like w- w- I, I could tell a person I'm not interested in sharing information with you. But to tell a person A instead of B, unless there's some real reason for it, let's, you know, let's say you eat, let me give you an example. You eat in somebody's house. person works hard to make a meal and you don't like it. So telling the person I don't like it is terrible. And if Akadosh Baruch was Mishana, you should be Mishana, and you say to the person, I appreciate the work you put in, really, it's really special or something like that. You know, if you want to be Mishana, but chas to hurt somebody. But if it's not relevant, yes? Um, when does a person decide they're ready for the awesome responsibility of being a posik? Like, one of the rabbis was mentioning that you have to deal with a lot of big, maybe even life and death questions. So, like, when do you decide that you're ready? I mean, that's, that's wild responsibility. Correct. So, so there's two things. First of all, it comes in many gradations. You know, there comes in, in, in paskening. You know, there are many levels, many strata psak. There's kamende halachas, then there's isaveheter, and those are really big shayla. And... In Makas Mekomo, you know, Torah is given through a Rebbe. And unless a person has a Rebbe that can tell them, you know, you can pass on this, you should be able to deal with it yourself, a person shouldn't. It, part of the smicha is not just a, a, a paper to tell you, okay, you can do anything. A person needs to have that relationship with a Rebbe that will, um, will allow him to, to guide him and tell him, you know, if you call up uh, your Rebbe and you say, this child came in front of me. The Rebbe might say, you know, I think you need to pass in it. Or he might say, let me think about it and I'll get back to you. And, and I think if, if you're honest, that, that feedback is where you learn what level Shilas you can handle. Yes? Uh, I was curious, how should we look at something like what's going on at the hotel with the women having egalitarianism and and all that? Um, <laughs> Not looking is always a better option. <laughs> um, I, 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 l- l- let me tell you something. Things that come from grassroots are less than wise. In my personal mind, if people would make less of a commotion, less of a tumult, and go about their business, it, many times it, it, what motivates other persons is an attention-grabbing. I mean, how many of these women put on tefillin and, and read the Torah if it wasn't provoking anybody? But the answer is you get out of it and you start throwing stuff so they, so they become champions of freedom and, and goodness and greatness. 
if, if people would ignore them totally, how long do you think it would last? And, and I think the problem is when you have a big city, you always have people that have way too much time in their hand, uncontrolled emotions, um, no seichel and das guiding them. Forget about das Torah, das. Um, and, you know, if, if people were to ignore a lot of this stuff, it, th- th- their, their point is the badafka. You look soon, we're, we're going to badafka. But, but if nobody cares, then, you know, the, the, the um, it, and, and I think that that's something that, look, look, it's very tough because on a public level, you're always schlepped by the lowest common denominator. And the lowest common denominator are people that are rabble and rabble rouses. What can I tell you? That's my personal feelings. Yes, maybe like to say, I want to get somebody who hasn't asked. Yes. Um, okay. <clears throat> if someone does a mitzvah and they regret it after. And they what? Regret it. Regrets it, yes. There is a concept of Torah ala Rishonos and the good that you did. But that also comes in different gradations. If a person, let's say, gave a lot of money away for Tzedakah and it was tough for him, I, I, I don't know, you know, he really was happy he helped the other person, but, but it just was tougher than he expected. That's one level of regret. If a person just regrets mitzvahs because he stopped believing in it and he felt it, so that's chas v'shalom, a much deeper level. So there is something called, it's called toel rishonos chas v'shalom, and yes, but I think there, there are many shades of what, what that toel rishonos is. If it just, if, if a person made a net and it was too difficult, um, you know, I, I want to tell you, uh, again, this is a story that I read um, recently about Rav Shacht, I think it's an amazing story about Ashkaf of Gedolei Sol on this. There was a there's a there's a girls' school, a Sephardi girls' school called Orachayim, next to next to Rav Shach's house. They were in the same area. And somebody who wrote the story, he said his father, I think, was there when it happened. A Sephardi girl, it's mostly Sephardi girls. It's sort of mechazek type of place. Girls from traditional families who were becoming stark. And she was waiting for Rav Shach. And Rav Shach was doing something else. He stops and asked her, "What what can I do for you?" She said she made a nether that if she, if she aces her finals, she's going to wear stockings. And she aced her finals, and now she's stuck. So Rev Shach called in two other men that were there, like the person speaking to, plus somebody from the outside. They were Martineda. And after Martineda, he told her, you mutanel, but Pnosis or do wear stockings. In other words, he didn't want her to have just painted herself into a corner and do it because she painted herself in the corner. It's not healthy, it's, not, it's dangerous, it's not right. But, the, but, but you should do it out of an ideal. You should do it because it's right. Do it slowly, get into it, but never, don't box yourself into a corner because th- what happens is y- you end up walking in the paint to get out. And regretting that you have a boxes on that corner. So, so it, I, I mean, a person gets into situations where he's, you know, simple story. They sell aliyahs and people, people donate to finish shas. Okay, and then everybody claps and gets chas and Torah, and that's it. So everybody else goes off to to have some fun, and this poor guy starts with brachas. And tomorrow morning, he, everyone is still running around there's man. And three days later, he's trying to find Hattaras and Durham desperately. Or two days later, if he can't do three. So it, it's usually, if a person in that situation needs to ask himself, how did I ever get here? Like, like did I try to grab way too much? And, and if, if you do it healthy, it, it'll, it'll work well with Hashem. 
Yes. I, I do have to, I have this few minutes. I have to make minutes downstairs, yeah. How do you um, determine um, like a psak of, uh, of a gadol or a rabbi that you don't know um, and doesn't know you? Um, how, how do you take um, a psak like that and um, put it into your into your life? Meaning, do you, is, do you, can you say that um, you have your Rebbe that knows you and that tells you what to do specifically in a different situation? Or is there things that you say, no, like um, a Gadol said, so, you know, that applies to everybody in any situation, no matter what? So, if it's a public takana, in other words, Dolem said X or Y or Z, and your Tzibur was macabre these people as their leaders, then being part of that Tzibur um, requires that, that you be part of it. On, on personal advice, never is, a, never is a public statement personal advice. I know Shach's public statements personal advice were extremely different. And, and, and it wasn't a contradiction. There is a klal and there's a prat. And, and that's why it's always important to have your own personal rav that knows you, understands where you're holding, and to tell you, you know, what fits, what doesn't fit. Um, it's just like medication. There's instruction on the bottle on who it's indicated or not, but you don't take serious medication without asking your doctor because he knows you and, and knows every bit about you. So on public issues, if you're, if let's say they made a, they, they decided that they, they're keeping Shemitah in a certain way, this is your tzibur, this is your it's binding, basically. If it's something that's personal, like where am I holding and what should I be doing, you should stick to a personal rabbi, it's very important. Can I follow up on that? Sure. Um, how do you determine, like, who's your gadol? Like, so you know, via your personal rabbi, and or your tzibur, that should generally, it, it, most, Torah, because Torah is given with a mesorus, it's like a tree with branches, everybody comes from somewhere. I had my rebbeim, I had my tzibur, and people that feel, let's say, Barasin Shiva, they're part of that tzibur, and we have a general sense of things, and if he feels comfortable with me on a personal level, then my, that my Torah came from my rebbeim, and, and it, it would make sense that that's their tzibur. Um, sometimes a person feels just uncomfortable, just can't make it there, and then he'll look around and find a tzibur that's, that is a serious religious tzibur that's, that fits his mold and, 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 and surah. Yes? Um, can I just ask any question? I, 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 as far as I'm concerned, yes, maybe Rabbi Greenwald has yeah, limitations. I, 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 I'm just walking up. That's what we're here for. Um, I, I was bothered by it. Is, is, in regards to Don Lekavskos, is it our job to Don Lekavskos, or is it like, our, not, our job to not judge at all? So, so the question is, um, most everything that we internalize, we need to ask ourselves, um, a lot of things are relevant. If I see somebody doing something that's wrong, somebody, I saw somebody drive away in a car on Shabbos. So what are my obligations? Um, what are, and, and usually if somebody's doing something wrong, there is some obligation. It might mean I can no longer believe I'm cautious. It might mean I need to find a person that will help him get back on track. Um, I need to, you know, there are, in our relations with other people, there are usually things that I need to, I mean, Chavetz Chaim writes, if many people in the generation today are locked in this, they're having problems with this, this, that. It, it, it observe and understand the world I'm in, 
So Lamas in a place there's halacha about people that are prutzim, Lamas in Yichud, people that have a tendency to be fooling around. I need to be able to judge people. Chazanish was makpid to talk about big people and to evaluate them. He needed to guide people who do I listen to blindly? Who would I listen to carefully? Who do I listen and think about what he's saying? And who would I not listen to? Everybody's a rabbi. Everybody's got smicha. Everybody's got some sort of uniform, whether it's a Sephardi uniform like you were talking before, or the Ashkenazi, or the whatever it is. But I need to be able to make those decisions. I, I need to, is this the chev I want to keep? This crowd seems to be very light. Um, what they talk about is not a problem. That. So I, I'm making judgments that are going to be no gea to me. How much do I want to be part of this person's life and part of his group? So I am making judgments. But I need to be very careful in, in giving a lot of room for, um, you know, for, for, for being down kapschos. Isn't judging for Hashem, like... So if I have to give the person mis, first of all, there is some judging that's best in judges people. You know, two people holding somebody else, and and you know, and he's uh, and, and you know, the person high mis, they have to give mis. So we give him some judgment. We also need to make judgments for us. I don't have to judge the person for himself. How guilty is he? Can he help himself? Somebody who's addicted. Have somebody who's addicted. So I can't brand him a Russia, but I need to be able to say. These are his problems. I have to be careful of somebody else being affected. I need to get help for him. I, I need to do something. By the way, if anybody wants to hear a good story about Dalman Kafskos, I have with me right over here, almost over here. 28 years ago, 29 years ago, 20 years ago, on Pesach, we, an era Pesach, Shabbos ago, we had twins. I was living in Arzabira in building 45 right across the street. And Shabbos morning, I come back after davening. It's like, 10 to 30 in the morning, I come to the hospital, my wife says, I think we need to go to the hospital. Okay? There's no problem how likely to take uh, you know, a car or uh, a uh, taxi. The only thing is there were about a thousand people moving mm-hmm. around in front of our Zabira, and you want to be mishtatev, everybody in your simcha, but at the right time. You, you, you don't really want to involve the entire community going to the hospital. You, you, you know, <laughs> there's, there's something a little undignified, <laughs> lack of dignity in that area. So I told my wife, listen, at that time, this whole Kvish Achad over here was not Kvish Achad. It was an Arab village, like with, an, with, with some sort of Arab road. And it was Arab traffic. And it, it came like straight down, like Shimnat Sadik basically, came out of an Arab um, street. Now there's this whole Kvish in the middle. There was some sort of field with, with little alleys and stuff. So I told my wife, listen, I'm going to go here and stand like at the end of Shimnat Sadik here, which was basically Arab. I'm going to flag down an Arab cab, and then I am going to, you're going to walk like, like where the, the, the Matnas is, was, I don't know what they have it now, the, that school over there, and you'll get into the cab and we'll go to Hadassah. Fine. I walk out, so there's a little park here, there, was a, there used to be like a little tiny park, and there was a couple. So I told them, I want to tell you, you're going to see me flag down a cab. I'm taking my wife to the hospital, she's doing, she does that, she said, of course, yeah, of course. Flagged down Arab cab, picked up my wife over there, and went to the hospital. Shalom Israel, fantastic. Baruch Hashem, we had twins, unexpected. <laughs> it was pre sonogram at that time in Israel. We had twins, wonderful. Four months later, I was teaching in Arsameach at the Eishat Torah at the time, the old city. 
So it was in the summer sometime, I was walking from a class, I bump into a fellow from a Sameach that used to eat by occasionally, a fellow from Phoenix, I just remember that. Ah, so I'm he's going back to America, going here, going there. Very uncomfortable pause, and he says, Rabbi, I must ask you something. I said, sure. He said, you know, three months ago, I was staying on the steps of Rosameach, and I saw you on Shabbos morning flag down a cab. Now, I thought maybe somebody's sick. No one else got on the cab. You look healthy as, a, as, as, as they come, and you just drove off. What was that all about? So, <laughs> I, so I told him, I said, Baruch Hashem, that, that you know, the Hashkacha that you found me. Because he would have thought, Yes, rabbis officially keep Shabbos, but you know, <laughs> it's like it's like income tax, a, 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 an, oca- an occasional, you know, cutting of a corner. And I told him, I explained to him what it was, but I said to myself, that person would have gone the rest of his life thinking that yes, I'm a great rabbi and, and people come to Shabbos, but I maybe must have been in the mood to go down Yama Melech or something, and I took an Arab cab, it's only the Rabbanan, and I don't know what, you know. <laughs> but but I, was, I, was, I, I felt that it was a special Ashkacha that the person, I mean, I, I didn't know him very well. I, I you know, he came occasionally to eat, and then, and I bumped into him. But that's an example of Dan where that I lived through. But, but, but we need to judge. At the end of the day, you, you're going to do a shidduch. You'll marry somebody. You look at the family. You look at the people. We need to understand where it's nogea to us. I'm going to do a business deal. Somebody comes to me and says, I'd like you to invest with me. I need to be able to evaluate. Is he honest? He's not honest. Somebody wants a job. I want to hang out with the crowd that, that fits me, that I feel is, is, is holding where I'm holding. We, we, we must, we make, but we have to, and this is very clear, the difference I don't know if I can trust him. I can't say Chas Shalom is not trustworthy, but I, the experience I've had, I have red flags, the, 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 that's where it's no gear, and where I and where I say it's a red flag, not accuse a person, that's very important. And 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 it's not and and I'm not the one to say is that person, you know, is he Russia or not? Darakosh Baruch judges. Who knows what his Yitzharis are? Who knows what his background is? Who knows where he's come from? And and you know, I've had times when people poured out their stories, and I, and, and I was overwhelmed by how much difficulties they went through. And, and that I need. But on the other hand, what's the Gela mindset? It doesn't make a difference. Do, do, do you want to keep a boy in the school? He's he's having a very difficult influence on other kids. I need to be able to make those judgments, and those are tough ones. Yes? Uh, what's the problem with the Hasidut? What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it's like, when did you kill your wife? Was it a Sunday or Monday? You know? Like, this yeshiva, I don't know if this whole yeshiva, but I mean, like, some of the rabbis here, they, they, like, they uh, make it seem like they're very, 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 very against... Uh, very, very what? Yes. Against, against Hasidut. Maybe they're just not done like Avschus. Maybe they're just not done like Avschus. Let me let me tell you um, a, a very big kid. So I really I I, I, I do have to go. I'm, 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 I have to say Kaddish my my mother. But l- let me tell you just by Rikos and understand. Each one Shneim Ochsim Betalus. There was basically a tug of war between when you when you emphasize the letter of the law you lose some of the spirit. When you emphasize the spirit of the law, you lose some of the letter. There's a healthy balance when some people tell you, yes, you found Shacharach, but it's dry, like, 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 a, a, like a St. John's bread after Tu it's, it's dry. 
or when when somebody is very full of emotion and everything, but you, you're not doing it right. There's a shoharuch. Shoharuch is binding everybody, no matter how much neshama you have and so on. Klal Yisrael has suffered from the tension, like we always do, and gained a lot. And mostly shivas today, there is there's an injection of of, of the warmth and emotion that has brought, and, and and most yeshivas have you know brought in the halacha and and the learning part. Different people have different natures, and the struggle is, you know, there's a there's a place for attention. People who are not smart make a war out of it, and other people understand it. Everybody understands that, you know, when one person stands up and says, if you take a look at Nefshachayim and the Tanya, they're saying very similar things, but each one is pushing a different angle. One says, there's no use in the greatest emotions if halachically you're off by one step. And the other sefer says, as long as you're lucky one step, you must put all your emotions in it. You know, as long as you're lucky right, then it's the emotion that counts. They're saying the same, but the question is, what's the issue that needs to be pressed? And for each person, he needs to know where his main nisham is, and he needs to understand that each one represents one facet of a truth, and a truth that encompasses both of them. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Very nice.